everybody. Welcome to Yeah, But Still. Joining us today, back again, honestly. I don't know when exactly that was, but the Live from New York episode. Uh, Brendan and Corey back in the mix. Returning uh, champions. Hello, two, two timers. I mean, you guys both have last names too, but you know. Hair and Aaron. Snorowski. Corey Snorowski. Brendan Snorowski. I knew it was, you know. This is Branchburg. It's a real Euro- European-sounding last name. I wasn't going to try to pronounce it, you know. I didn't want to screw it up, you know. Corey, Corey Radikowski. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody Photoshop yeah. that, please. Let's see um, it. I want to see Corey, it. Oh, yeah, Corey's face on <laughs> Emrata's body. Or the other way around, you know. It could really go both ways. I'm into yeah, it, though. This is... We already got... We already kind of started before... B- we, we were already kind of coming in hot with the riffs off pod... Oh yeah! If only um, spoiler, we had that we are talking, for you guys. We are talking before this. <laughs> is that oh, the yeah. audience? Yeah. Well, just so you know, a little behind the scenes. Uh, oftentimes, we'll talk to the guest before starting the episode. Well, I was just saying, I was just mentioning that because I I've listened to every single this is Branchburg, and you've only listened to excerpts. But I was saying, the reverse was when we had the blowback guys on talking <laughs> about the Iraq War. You had listened to every single episode, and I had not listened to. Uh, I had listened to like maybe a little bit of the first episode, and I definitely felt like I was thrown into the deep end of the pool. I was a baby with floaties. I'm getting flown into the deep end at the at the fucking Olympics, right? And then I'm I'm coming in like, you know, thirty minutes in. I'm like, wait, so what's Iraq? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the funny the funny thing about that too is that you're. You're comparing those two. I haven't heard their comedy podcast about Branchburg that they write. I mean, this is like planned out. We we both lived through the Iraq War. I mean, you know, it's real. Oh, no, no, like, no. This did, I, I knew enough. This is, <laughs> I knew enough to to maintain. They didn't make I up was, the Iraq War on blowback. They didn't no, write it. No, I was I was <laughs> intricately I was like, plotted podcast. Yeah. No, I think I I I handled it well. I Branch- think I. Branchburg but, is Jack's Iraq War now. <laughs> in a way, yeah. Well, I mean, I want to, you know, you guys were on before, but we, we recorded it in an Airbnb in New York City. We did. We, we um, talked a lot oh, about that one guy. The, yeah, the we watched the Nick DiPaolo. Nick DiPaolo special. Yeah. Which is a real Which New was, York event. You know, New York style comedy. Oh, yeah. That's, 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 uh, that's what I do as soon as I go to New York is I'm like, Time to enjoy some New York style comedy, and I fire don't go to the cellar or anything. Is I just fire up the Airbnb Roku, put on Nick DiPaolo's special. <laughs> You're just at the airport. Brandon didn't, the Brandon did no shows hotel. that weekend. He just flew, got an Airbnb, <laughs> yeah, and just I watched watched a man scream on stage about how the world is changing faster than he'd like. He's, Does he have opinions about masks? Do you know oh. this, Brandon? I'm oh, sure. I don't know what Nick DiPaolo's mask take is. I I can't imagine that he he likes them. I know Adam Carolla was really going in. Oh yeah. There was a great there was a great Adam Carolla tweet where he was like, uh, "Nowadays, uh, more men wear scarves than eat stew." It's <laughs> <laughs> true, and I think it's because he tweeted that in the summer. We mostly eat stew in the winter. I <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, I saw that. Summer stew. What was he talking about? Like, when was was Stu ever like a touchstone of masculinity? I, if so, I missed that. You know, 
Is that I mean, like a manly a pretty, like, masculine Norway. food? It's like a hearty. It's a hearty meal, but like I never really have thought oh, of that. You know, I got I got the tweet wrong. He said more American males now wear bracelets than eat stew. That's even weirder. Yeah, <laughs> that's even weirder. Also, how many men are wearing bracelets? It's not even talking, like a live strong era. No, he's talking that's about live strong. He, he's talking about live strong. <laughs> Yeah, he just found out about Livestrong Bracelets. He's, he's 20, really 20 years late. <laughs> Damn. That's uh yeah, he's Oh, oh, huh? Okay, I guess he's pro mask. Really? He's he's pro mask now. He said mask up people outdoors on the beach everywhere if you love your kids. No, but I, I think I, he's I, making fun of those people. I think oh, he he's does. being sarcastic. Yeah. Being like, what if I was a what if I was some kind of mask gay lord? <laughs> it's very funny to imagine someone loving their their family and kids. Wait, his most recent tweet says George Wallace was right! Exclamation point. That's Nick DiPaolo. Isn't that the, I don't know that one like, of the most the famous the 60s. segregationalists? He was the governor. Oh, of George Alabama Wallace in the sixties. Yeah. Oh was, boy. George George Wallace is also a comedian. Oh, in Las Vegas, yeah. Nevada. Yeah, he's a he's a famous comedian. <laughs> yes, in Las Vegas, so, Nevada. Oh God, he's yeah. Could, could go either through, way. Let's. I'm gonna get off of uh, Nick DiPaolo's Twitter because it's real. He goes real reactionary. It's it's real wild. He's just angry. He's, oh, you're right. Yeah. Wait. So the replies to this are people aren't sure what to think of it because I forgot about the comedian and there's a lot of people. I think are most like, people would refer to that than than a famous comedian. Yeah. So I think you're okay. I mean, if you Google George Wallace, the first person coming up is George Wallace with a giant Confederate flag behind him. Um, that's the yeah. first person I thought of. But that is very funny to just tweet that like with with uh, without clarifying and just letting no your audience decide <laughs> if I you're mean, talking George about the segregationist or the black so- comedian. I will say George Wallace, the comedian, he's still got it. Oh still yeah, very funny. His Twitter's funny. Very yeah, sharp. Think about it. Yeah, his Twitter's literally very funny. Mm-hmm. Have you guys had him on yet? We probably could. I, I think would, he follows I would us. Love to. <laughs> I think he follows I, us. He's going to talk Does about he... the Iraq War. <laughs> <laughs> um. Oh yeah, we yeah we follow each other. Hell yeah. I mean, he follows four thousand people, so it's not special. But is he feed? Yeah. Yeah. I we're we're all I think we're all in a in a great mood. Well, I'm doing I'm, good. I'm feeling nice. That new Sufjan album is fucking amazing. I'm feeling yeah, good. Fantastic. Let's start the pod. Yeah, let's start let's it go. out. <laughs> um, Brandon, you're nice yeah. and refreshed from Utah. I'm nice and refreshed. I'm I'm feeling so. I mean, we gotta fucking leave. We all gotta leave LA. I think. Me like, and Corey I don't think we should. LA. There should be like a state mandated order to just leave. Everybody should just like fucking evacuate. Get out of here. Yeah, just evacuate Los Angeles tomorrow. Like, like, like yeah. Chernobyl. I'm getting I'm getting Gavin Newsom on the phone. Like, hey man, I just took a vacation for the first time and uh, saw what stars look like. And uh, I think we we gotta evacuate L.A. <laughs> Gavin Newsom, I think everyone needs to go find themselves if we can just have an evacuation for please, thirty days. Governor, please understand that I just touched a tree, and uh, <laughs> I've <laughs> yo that stuff's dope. It's I mean it's it's fucking great, man. Bryce Bryant Bryanhead, Utah. You went to Zion, Bryce Canyon. Yeah, all of that. Are you in Corey? Are you in Branchburg right now? Yes, I'm in. I'm in the real. Branchburg. Let's yeah, You're great pivot. 
hosts yeah. of Branchburg podcast. Um, and are you Branchburg. both from there? Branchburg, yeah, we grew up right near each other. We went to school together, played little league baseball together. And the podcast Brenda, is entirely. Brenda's about dad here. was my coach. Oh, not he, Brenda's though. Was he a good? <laughs> was he a good coach? He was a great coach. He was he was very understanding. Um, I had a I was when I was younger. Uh, my dad and I were playing catch, and I got hit in the eye with the baseball uh, because uh, my reflexes weren't too great, and I've been scared of uh, projectiles ever since. So, uh, Brendan's dad. Uh, was one of my first coaches who like was just like very understanding of that. Oh man! And just like would... sort of like walked me through like how to like overcome my fear of the ball, like how to like reimagine it as something different. To like, I don't overcome. think I would he was very to... patient. It I could really have been another unpack... man, but <laughs> <laughs> I really want to unpack all of our little league trauma today. Oh, I have no man. little league trauma. I was. I've got, I was very I've good got little baseball. league trauma. Oh, I've got little league trauma. Are you kidding me? Yeah, you best believe <laughs> that I came. From, I, I actually I have some here. too. Let me now pull up think my notes. It. Yeah, it's made me uh, the man I am today. <laughs> I mean, I, you know, because little league that was a big part of my identity. I think at the time, I mean, my aim username was BW at bat. Mm-hmm. Oh wow! <laughs> I was fully. I was. I was ready to. You know, I was like. Yeah, it's you know I'm starting early. And that was Little during the Mariners series, day, right? Yeah. Oh yes. You know, 2011, uh, rather 2001, 2001, Seattle Mariners 116 win season. I could Huge. talk about that all fucking day. Huge. You know, Check out you know, John Boyce's uh, documentary oh, yeah. series about oh, the Seattle it's Mariners. Fantastic. Absolutely. I, really, I also recommend that, but. Yeah, I, back in my back in my little league era, BW at bat on aim, <laughs> right? I remember <laughs> there was the, my last ever little league game. We were uh, it was like to qualify for the little league World Series. Oh wow! And I was Whoa. like, all right, like this is this is my chance. This is my I'm gonna you know become a star. I'm gonna become a baseball star, you know. And uh, I just remember like rounding the base and like just wheezing i'm not even asthmatic but i i just started like wheezing and uh i got i got got out yeah it wasn't even yeah (laughs) this is actually before before that but yeah smoked a cigar before the game yeah smoked a (laughs) (laughs) all the adults are booing you as you walk out to the plate (laughs) Oh yeah, no, I was the real. I, I was the, I was the real bad boy of the team. I was kind <laughs> of the, there was a kid's parent, David Ortiz. Cigars. What was that? There's a kid's parent who would smoke cigars in right field. Oh yeah, uh, People- and the, the smell would just waft onto the little league field. I remember it just being the best smell in the world. I have very fond memories. Stogie- cigar smoke is a very smell. nice smell from far away. Stogies yeah. were like, being smoked at our kid on the team. Yeah, it was just a man, <laughs> a man watching. <laughs> He's like he's walking around stogie. trying to bet with the parents. <laughs> I mean, you oh, know God. there are people that do it. Sorry, Brandon, I, I cut you off there to tell my adult man cigar story. So no, you start losing your breath. No, I don't give a fuck about that that story. I want to hear about the sigma, uh, the cigar man. That's it. He would sit in right field, smoke cigars all game. Well, only the kids would see him. Now the adults uh, could. <laughs> Existed in our uh, co-consciousness. It's weird. Goddamn. It's weird. Like, I think the baseball coach 
Little League coach should be somebody's dad. In movies, it's often like a random guy, which is, feels strange That's to me. True. And it's like a punishment. Like It's like mm-hmm. the, yeah. the derelict of the town is forced yeah. to... I feel like this man... It's like should, a re-entry program. It should be a, they should be accounted <laughs> for. They should be attached to a kid. If they're just not connected to a kid in any way, it's, it feels super, super strange. Something's up. Yeah. Someone just loves baseball. Unless it's a school. Like if it's if they're employed by the school, that's one thing. If it's just a guy that kinda like walks up to the field one day, that seems very weird. <laughs> hey, I okay. can do this. All right. Yeah, you, this you, you need to know the relationship. But on the flip side, um, if it's somebody's dad, that's the qualification. And like you don't even know if the person's good at baseball. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's just like no, somebody's yeah. dad, like they could suck shit. Which is weird because like imagine if your guitar teacher or something was your friend's dad and he doesn't play the guitar in front of you he's just like yeah do that like put your hands here and you don't even know if he's teaching you right like the coach could you, i mean i'm i'm ready to fucking end little league right now i'm ready to fucking shut it down because your incident Listen, we've we've i you know well it's not it's not even about the incident okay but you know we we've got a bunch of adults running child baseball rings <laughs> Oh you my know? god! This this just made me remember that when I was in fourth grade, I I gave up a game winning home run to a kid, and his his dad was his coach, and he was like screaming at me, like right <laughs> after, like you suck, you suck, and then he had to call me on the like my parents' home phone to apologize. Oh my for how god! He was screaming at me. I, don't, I I haven't thought about that in years. The kid or my dad? Awful flashback. (laughs) There's a kid on my team (laughs) whose dad punched another dad because (laughs) because the dad because we would we would sell candy as a fundraiser and I guess one of the dads didn't pay up to the other dad so (laughs) this other dad like roughed him up. (laughs) Wait, Brendan, was the dad or the kid yelling at you in your? It was the the kid's dad. The kid's dad was yelling. And the kid the kid was like this little chubby quiet kid. And his dad was this uh, chubby, loud adult. Wait, he he yelled at you why? Because why? I'm sorry, he, because uh, it was like, before I threw the pitch. He was like, "This guy sucks. This guy sucks." And then I gave up a game-winning home run, proving him correct. But oh yeah, then he had to call me on my parents' home phone to be like, <laughs> I'm, "I'm really sorry about that. I should not have said those things I said." That's crazy. <laughs> what were you like when like an adult apologized to you? I think I was just like, okay, (laughs) very like deferential. Right. Sure. I don't know if that's ever happened to me. An adult apologizing to me as a kid. (laughs) I should have really relished in it, but that never happens. I always, my interactions with adults as a kid was always like, I was always really resentful of them because I interacted with so many adults that like, like every adult is smarter than you. Even if you get to an age where it's like, you could plausibly be smarter than the adult, you know, once you become like a teen, but you still, they still yeah. have such power over you. And I, I I can remember so many interactions where I was just like, you know, some buffoon was in charge of me, especially like early bosses, <laughs> early bosses. hundred oh, percent. Yeah. That's, I mean, um, I know a lot of adults who should have apologized. Yeah. And I've got a list. <laughs> Dude. Yeah. That, that, that reminds me of like Boy Scout dads. Like that's oh, like. Boy Scout dads are, bro, I barely, Scout- I barely remember Boy Scouts. And that's mm-hmm. alarming to me. Put it that way. Like, you don't want Boy Scout memories, like, missing in your brain. But there's, like, years I don't remember <laughs> Boy Scouts. Were you in it for a long time? No, I, I didn't, like, get past the second rank in Boy Scouts. 
I quit because it was, dude, it was hard. Talk about dad mafia. It's tough. Dad mafia, like my dad wasn't involved in the Boy Scouts and to get merit badges, like they don't tell you how to do it. But if your dad is like one of the Boy Scout leaders, you could just do merit badges in your backyard. And then like he has to see it and he's like, oh yeah, he did the stuff. He did the stuff. But otherwise, that's a, you have to. That's a lot oh, of Boy it's, Scouts it's too. Oh, it's it's so like it, yeah, it's a lot of Boy Scouts. Is like comes down to like how like yeah, uh, someone's dad just teaching them so much stuff that they are able to just check off anything in advance. That's why a lot of the like, I know a lot of these kids. They're like they're just carbon copies of their dad. Like they're all oh, just yeah. like quiet and weird. Where the dads are like uh, th- the same adult, but like yeah, they they just like teach them and then they advance on their own. But I, I think my troop was pretty okay. Like we like, uh, we had, you know, enough like resources to where all the merit badges were pretty accessible to us. But I, I totally get like some kids did advance like much quicker. I mean, than others. talk about something that should, re- you should be required to have a son involved to be a leader. Boy Scouts. I didn't really know whose dad was who, but like there, I mean, there could have been some random guys in the mix. Uh, in terms of the leaders, but they're all very weird in my Boy Scout troop, at least. Well, that's it. It's like, it's really, I mean, to deduce it down to two types of dads, there are like, I said, like the sort of like weird dads, but like they're very sweet. Like they're, they're like their kid, like they're, they're good meaning, like caring adults uh, who just want the best for their kid. Or maybe they like, they want to on impart the, lessons. Yeah, and uh, and on the weekends they like do like civil war reenactments and stuff, <laughs> and like dressing as the Confederates. Or, no revolutionary yeah. war reenactments, and um, and then the other dads are just like, just these men who like need to get help because they try to like impart their sense of dominance over like other kids. Like I've had like I, I've seen like an adult man like throw a teenager off a cooler because like because he's like that's my spot (laughs) like like no relation and then like a day later like this was all we were on on a ship a day later that same man uh went out to snorkel and almost drowned and like had to get like pulled back onto the ship (laughs) so uh yeah it's a there's there's a lot of uh there's a lot of characters in boy scouts oh 100 percent. i mean i have my my Boy Scout leaders were like, I mean, I'm Midwest, Chicago suburbs. There was like, they had like Charlie Kirk. Oh boy, I forgot about that. Charlie Charlie Kirk's upbringing. Yep, bro. I mean, you could think of other people to align me with. You know, you could have picked somebody else. I'm just saying. <laughs> uh, but but that's true. That is true. Also a Chicago suburbs boy. Um, nice job, Corey. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> We're all in a database of Eagle Scouts together. Um, but anyway, <laughs> my troop leaders had kind of like uh, Jehovah's Witness energy. Or just kind of like strange, like, you know, just that a little bit. Like your secret Jehovah's Witness or like maybe belonging to a a niche religion, you know. And um, cause, well, because the Boy Scouts, at least for me, felt like almost like ha- it has some religious influence. Um, oh, it's it's totally Christian religious affiliated? influence. Like you have you have to like say like my duty to God yeah. and whatnot. Like there there is a total like yeah a uh, 
an alliance with God. Like you cannot be an atheist there. Like one of my buddies was, and he was like outspoken and like he angered a lot of the parents. Like, yeah. I mean, the weirdest, it's a very Christian is Bill Maher. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the boy scout dads, like by far the weirdest thing about being one of those dudes is that they all wear the uniforms and the shorts as a, they, they, do. they wear the same uniforms as, uh, uniforms as the boys. And like, right. They, well, they're fighting for your merit badge. They like to see. I, I, I feel like the vibe they give off is that they enjoy wearing the uniform more than the boys do. Because I fucking hated wearing it. I was embarrassed by wearing the uniform. And like my yeah, friends too, we had like it is untuck a very it. like we'd untuck it. It was hard. very annoying to require that. Like I, I remember, I definitely defied that aspect. Like I would like even if they're like you have to wear the uniform, I would then wear like bedroom slippers. And they're just like, that's not the correct footwear. <laughs> it's just like, oh yeah, you gotta, yeah. you gotta like find small ways to buck to the system. Rebel, yeah. yeah, yeah, that's yeah, yeah. Catholic school, you know, I wasn't tucking my shirt. Exactly, untucked, untucked. I don't care if God is watching, <laughs> and He was. He saw you and do he it. He was. He saw you. Do I will it. say it would it. be kind of nice as an adult to have to wear a uniform. Sometimes I do get oh, I why would, they. I would like it now. It is. Excited. Well, it's like wearing a nice suit is very nice to look official. I would in some way. I'll go for like a UPS uniform. Like, oh yeah, that's basically a boy's sturdiness. Uniform. Yeah, I mean, like, it is. But like a Dickies, it would be like honestly, if Dickies made the Boy Scout uniform, it would be a game changer. I'd be a scout leader. <laughs> Carhartt. <laughs> Carhartt would be good too. <laughs> oh yeah. Why don't they do this? Carhartt, like, like Carhartt work in progress. Carhartt. Ex- if we boy had Scouts. overalls in Boy Scouts, I would yeah, absolutely game. <laughs> Not over. take those off. I'd wear them to school. <laughs> I'd look like a quarter right there. <laughs> Off white ex Boy Scouts. The uniform is twelve hundred dollars. <laughs> Boy Scout in big letters on the side. Yeah. <laughs> Quotation marks. <laughs> uh, uh, shout out uh, Virgil, of course, big friend of Corey and Brendan. Yeah. Um Well I have I mean I want to hear your Boy Scout memories, but um I'm trying to I had something else to point out about the entire system i'm blanking though like i said most of the things i can't even it's well dude here's the thing and this makes my childhood funnier to recall is that like i mean i have really bad adhd and was not like Mm -hmm. diagnosed or treated i mean my teachers were telling me like multiple times growing up like hey your son has adhd you need to get him on medicine they're like no he doesn't like shut up um until (laughs) i was like 16 or something but so most of my childhood are like like Boy Scouts. I don't know why I was there or what we were doing ever. Like I was always like kind of like in my own fog. And then like my mm-hmm. mom would be like, oh, you need to go here. And like like all of a sudden I would be at the Boy Scout meeting and not know what they're talking about. And I'm like not listening. And then next thing you know, we're like saying some weird like Native American chant and i don't know what's going on so like my i, I never just, knew the plot we're all just digging holes and like i never knew the plot and it's like you have to do all sorts of weird stuff in there yeah and like learn songs and just like i i never knew the merit badge process it was it was also confusing because i never like my mom would just drop me off like tell me to put the clothes on and then like send me in there and i think just to get rid of me you know i mean i, I didn't they like go bankrupt because yeah, they too did. Much pedof- pedophilia. Yeah. Yes, I think. Yeah, yeah. They they made a big. I got the email explaining why they went to bankruptcy. <laughs> uh, they they emailed me saying like, "Hey, we're going bankrupt." They emailed you like, "Hey, we uh we're broke because we molested too many kids." <laughs> 
There's too much. And they, yeah, they explained something about like how being uh, declaring bankruptcy will be better uh, to, I guess, arbitrate things or like um, basically to help the victims. Uh, I, I do not Girl know Scouts the details. Girl Scouts are still of it. going strong. Girl Scouts are still Girl going Scouts, strong. Girl Scouts stay winning. That's true. Well, they have the cookies. They're making income. They've got the. That's the thing. Cookies. What it? Yeah, we sold popcorn. What the hell? Like we sold. We had to go door to door selling popcorn. Just like you should have interrupted movies. Not even like a uh, like a baseball beer salesman. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Not even popcorn that you could have then. It was popcorn that you get in like two months remember you'd have yeah, to go out was, early yeah. and be like, uh, it's like yeah. it's like after you make an investment now and then two years later you get like a bag of microwavable popcorn <laughs> horrible redenbacher or the, yeah. it was the three it was the three divider like christmas popcorn thing it oh was the caramel good. i remember the being pretty good but it was yellow. like delivered it was a weird premise you know i didn't have a pitch for it they made me once again they made me do that it's one of those things where like well, all of a sudden i'm out selling popcorn and i'm like wait what why is it what are we doing isn't that one of those situations where like your your dad just ends up buying all of the popcorn not mine but yeah a lot of no, kids are doing that but that's what <laughs> happens to a lot of the top sellers is their dad is part of a business that they have influence go. in and then get like all of oh, like Corey. their subordinates to like <laughs> buy popcorn for them so this kid makes yes. thousand dollars without lifting a finger meanwhile i had to go yes, door to door i had to talk to different <laughs> individuals you don't know how much of the u.s population of men have tracheotomies there are like so many guys <laughs> who like who answered the door like have the hole in their neck and you're like six seven years old and you're just trying to be as polite as possible um Vince speaking out of his throat there's i've had yes exactly and i've sold and uh i've sold him a few tins uh but <laughs> yeah no there, there's like uh there's different systems and uh if you're not going door to door and putting yourself in active danger yeah. <laughs> it's bullshit dude there's two i'm sorry this is my only reactionary take i have is like children <laughs> need to sell popcorn door to door there's two um there's two types of dad advantages in boy scouts well three um, I, there's so many but I'll break it down two main ones what you're describing right now is the white collar boy scout advantage you got a white collar yes. dad who's like a boss yes yeah and he's making his subordinates the opposite mm-hmm. is the blue collar dad advantage pinewood derby for those who don't know or the rain gutter yep. regatta pinewood derby is the biggest one for those who don't know about boy mm-hmm. scouts Pinewood Derby, they give you a block of wood and um, you have to make it into a car. It's a block of wooden wheels. You like carve it. It's a soft wood. You carve it into a car and then you race it down this track against four other or three other scouts. I think I think it's like a four man race. And bro, I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. I was like eight years old out with like a. Well, that's that's mostly a dad project like that is the kids like I want it to kind of look like this. And the dads are just like on it. And they just I had to make mine build it on their own. But like, I I barely I think the ones I made on my own were terrible. One kid I think like just did painted the block of wood yeah. and put it on there, <laughs> and then he like kept losing. He's like, <laughs> like, dude, there were kids. <laughs> but like, yeah, but that's the thing. But that's exactly my point. Is like, if your dad or some adult supervisor is like not helping you or actively like taking the reins on that project, like, uh, you have no standing chance. That's why it's an adult's game. Well. Let me be very clear, though, too. This is the the Pinewood Derby is not intended to be a parent <laughs> child activity. 
the scouts are supposed to make it. It's just so many dads do it for them. But I remember like being proud of my car and then showing up and like, dude, you got like the blue collar dads who own like auto shops and like wood shops. Yes. And they're yep. like doing mm-hmm. aerodynamics testing on the cars and like applying. They're like lubing <laughs> and putting graphite on the the axles <laughs> and like boring out new holes and just doing all sorts of shit. And they're showing up with like multiple coats of paint they have like professional car paint on it and mine looked like dog shit it was just so rigged but that's the blue collar kids advantage. in the corner of the firehouse just like asleep oh yeah 100 percent. but um yeah blue collar dead advantage um you know it's a, it's really it should be called the white the, the white co- yeah the white collars they own the popcorn the blue collars they win the pinewood <laughs> derbies that's the dichotomy that that's it the rain gutter regatta they make though, up our beautiful country <laughs> I did win the rain gutter regatta though at one point if you Ooh. if you what's that did you guys not do that it's boats and like a rain it gutter. sounds like something that's in New Orleans I never did that oh, okay it's there's not much you can do to like you like blow on the sail of these like boats. It's like it's similar. Maybe we just did that in Chicago. You blow on the sail of Lake Michigan. Boats. It's like you make a little boat and you like race them down these like gutters inside. Oh, hmm. like tiny boats. Yeah, yeah. You're not building. I a believe cool you. Boat. That sounds like a Boy Scout thing. Is this something uh, we didn't? Do? Yeah. But um, man, this is bringing back some memories. I want to. I I need to <laughs> stop talking about my scouts. I want to hear about your scouts. Corey, you got to tell that one story about your uh, your DC trip, which is like oh, one, of my, oh. one of my favorite so, stories ever. So, with uh, in Boy Scouts, like uh, I, I would, a lot of you would assume correctly, it's it's say like camping trips or something like that. But once in a while, we would go to a city to explore, whether it be like Philadelphia or say like New York, and like explore like the UN. Or uh, in this particular case, we would go to Washington, D.C. Um, and it seems really fun because you're going kind of far away from New Jersey. Um, but one thing that made the trip kind of taxing was the whole itinerary was going to different memorials. And uh, and sites where, like, these veterans are, like, just standing there pretty solemn and, like, you know, or crying. Um, and... So it's a really taxing day and uh, we'd go back to the hostel and just like, you know, cut loose and whatnot. But during the day, during this trip, cut loose, like, cut drink, loose. drink soda, absolutely. Chase each we, other around. Oh, well, we tried uh, laser pointers out of the hostel <laughs> at like people making like drug deals behind like a dumpster or something like that. As soon as you're alone, that's our cut loose and then like hide behind like the beds. As soon as you're alone, um, it's immediately the most destructive organization. I don't want to interrupt your mm-hmm. story. Well, Brandon, wait, were you ever a part of the Scouts? I was never I was, part of the okay, Scouts. Okay, we have a no Scout. Brandon? I was a Cub Scout for one okay. year, so, and I uh, I did not like it one time. The only thing I remember is being at the planetarium, and I tripped and fell, and I fell on a, a nail that was sticking out of a cinder block and like ripped my face. Honestly, um, that's the Christ. only thing I remember. The, the audience uh, will not be able to see this. This is a podcast, but I will say that our... Our Zoom chat is ranked. It's sorted in order of Boy Scout rank. Corey, me, Brendan, Brandon. You know? Wow. That's correct. Um, So anyways, during this trip, there were two outsider kids. And I don't know whether each of them had something that was diagnosable that 
uh, I, it would be irresponsible for me to even guess now. Um, but they, <laughs> they were kind of, you know, they were kind of loners and, um, they didn't really fit into the group of kids despite being like, you know, we were all like nerdy and whatnot. Uh, but for some reason, these two kids gravitated towards one another. And it was really, really beautiful because, you know, these kids who like kind of were on the outside of things, they finally found each other. And there was like some like, you know, frequency and like understanding between them. And, you know, just like this very cool friendship that was like forming over this trip. Um so then we go to the tomb of the unknown soldier and <laughs> we're there for when I, the guard switches. Yeah. It's a very elaborate uh, orchestrated uh, time when, you know, these two Marines like switch posts. And so we're there to watch it and we're surrounded. We're, we're part of a giant group because this is, I guess, a thing that people go to DC to like see. And these two kids who just do not understand the heaviness of what's going on uh, start pushing each other and screaming. <laughs> and, uh, and after the ceremony, this old Marine comes up to our scoutmaster, like shaking, like with anger and just like furious and just saying like, I've lost so many friends while in Vietnam. My son's overseas. How dare you? Blah, blah. Just like really laying into our scoutmaster. And, uh, and one of the kids finally understood like the weight of what happened and how serious <laughs> it was. Uh, and he is over on the bench, just like, just by himself, just like totally ashamed and sunken. And the other kid who has not processed what's going on walks over to his new friend and is like, what's wrong? And the other kid just snaps and screams in front of everyone, you ruined my life! <laughs> and that was the end of that friendship. That was the end of that beautiful, rare friendship, and they both just back went back to their old ways of having like no friends. It was so nothing lasts forever. Uh, oh my god! Yeah, for, for a few, for like forty-eight hours, we you know in our troop, like we had hope for you know uh, some sort of you know the the isolation we'd feel. Uh, by these kids not feeding in, and now, uh, yeah, no, now, now we're back to square one. It's yep, th things you know, they come together and they fall apart. That's a beautiful story, <laughs> yeah. So, that's I, I only went to God camps, damn. I didn't like Boy Scouts is roughly just like those moments of like children screaming, You ruined my life to one. Yeah. <laughs> why, why, why did they take a bunch of children to the tomb of the unknown? Soldier? I don't know, man. Like, I that's the thing, too, is like there's so much that like it either like goes over their heads or is just like, Yeah, the weight of it's so strong that's like, How can like any kid like seriously internalize like what is happening before them? They've got to no stop. Point. They've got to stop doing that in general. I feel like that's so much of, so much of childhood, is uh, mm -hmm. adults introducing concepts before your brain is developed at all. Oh, well, that's yeah. the thing too. That's also another uh, part of like Boy Scout dads uh, and about like 
the one half of like men trying to assert their dominance is like all these like really abrasive men like trying to teach children who are not theirs like lessons about knives like pulling knives in front of them and, like teaching them it was like i could kill you with this you know just like like if you don't like uh if you you know like run with a hatchet like you'll get cut open <laughs> like you know just like suffer it's like it's totally not necessary i remember anytime we had like a, an archery or say like a rifling merit badge it was always taught by a guy who had a pistol and he's said like if i see that barrel turn any more than 30 degrees towards me i'm going i have i will have no hesitation to shoot <laughs> like just, just like it's just like different men like telling you ways you could die within the next hour if you point <laughs> if you point that 22 caliber rifle sort of close to me i'm just going to you know how many boys i've had to shoot to stay alive out here <laughs> You will never understand my sacrifice. I'm gonna shoot All him. to defend the merit badge. <laughs> oh my god, dude! God damn! You're we so- visited oh. Corey's uh, Eagle I- Scout thing recently. His project. It's still standing in. Uh, what in is Frankfurt. it? It's very beautiful. Oh yeah. Yeah, it's just like a little like kiosk where people can sign, uh, put up signs like "Please don't hunt here." very beautiful was this for research or was this just to like relive the glory days I think it was research right Cor wait for us returning to it yeah uh, I think so. Yeah, I think we were like just trying to find different places to like. Oh, we we were filming something for a video. You're hanging like, up podcast a- posters on your own kiosk to promote <laughs> it. Oh man, we should do really that. Should. That's great. Yeah. We just ordered a bunch of uh, lawn signs featuring the podcast logo that we're going to put around uh, Branchburg. Oh, that's a great idea. I mean, it's also like a chance to flex on your hometown, too. It is. I work for for the township, and none of them know this podcast exists. Most people (laughs) are just confused by it. Oh, I didn't know that. But you're involved with the town? Yeah. Yeah, I broadcast their meetings. Really? So, like, I work in the control room, and they're like, are we ready to go? And I'll tell them when they're live and just, like record how long have you been doing that live stream everything Uh, a little over a year okay wait so Mm -hmm. did you move back to branchburg from new york and then start doing that no i never lived in new york oh you're i've lived in branchburg my whole life oh you were visiting and yeah oh yeah yeah i was visiting i was coming up to see you guys i had no idea i mean see i was like uh i just showed up to new york like the night before um running brandon's already there i think and you guys were there i didn't know i figured you guys were new yorkers brandon what about you i think that's fair i live in Brooklyn. okay so you are years. in new york but i go back to Branchburg like every week to fuck around with Corey. fuck around play tag yeah. <laughs> <laughs> did you record the podcast in Branchburg for authenticity we recorded it in somerville which is the town uh one over where we went to high school because our sound guy lives there got mm-hmm. it Okay, I mean, at least you're he actually soil. did Boy Scouts with me, and that's how, <laughs> that's he, how you know him. <laughs> well, yeah, exactly, and that's how he was actually the new kid for a while, and we're like, "Who the hell is this kid?" And then he turned out to be really cool. Uh, but yeah, he he reached out to us when we started doing videos, and he's like, "Hey, I love your videos. I love what you guys do. There's too much wind in it. I actually do like <laughs> music production for like movies. Like, here's my thesis, which is just like he recreated all the sound." from like a scene in Inglorious Bastards like to the T. That's sick. which was like really cool. So like then we put him on as like 
a sound guy. Yeah, so we go over to because he was living with his parents, and his dad was he was your scoutmaster, right? No, but he was he, he was a, yeah he was like an assistant scoutmaster. So you're just constantly reliving your your boy scout. Yeah, I feel bad now days. too that like your your audio producer, his dad was a scoutmaster, and I was over. He's a good dad. He's twenty a good dad. minutes ago. I was like. Yeah, all those guys are freaks. <laughs> probably child <laughs> I mean, but like, I don't think he'd disagree with you. Like, I think, like, I think, like, you know, like, you know, you're all kind of nerdy in some way. Like, that's not like, I mean, we were all nerdy. Like, you know, like, you're all implicated once you get into it. Like, you know, mine, just by default. My you scout are. experience with the actual scouts was like darker. Like, mine, and maybe yours was like this, but mine was pretty nice. Ours was, uh, <laughs> Like, as soon as the parents would leave us alone, in Boy Scouts, mm-hmm. like, some older scout would call you over. It would be like you and, like, your your friends who are, I don't know, when do you, how old do you become a Boy Scout? 13? You you get into Boy Scouts at 11. 11. Oh, yeah. Okay, this makes mm-hmm. more sense. Way more sense. Way more sense. Yeah. So, like, yeah, I was probably, like, 11, and some older scout would call us over and be like, hey, you want to hear a new word? It's a slur. Like, <laughs> it starts with F. And just like tell you like some vile words. Do you guys know what coming is? Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, but like that's like, but but that's also <laughs> like being in the woods and like trying to just like having that ultimate freedom. Like the the kids who would curse the most were always the kids whose first year it was, because they've never had that before. Oh yeah, they've never had that like unsupervised, uh, you know. Freedom. freedom. All of the yeah. bad things and I so, learned yeah. were in Boy Scouts, but it was not like I picked up on it. I I remember that older scouts would like tell us, like one guy was like, yeah, some so, some are kind of weird like that. Yeah, be like, hey, do you know what a hand job is? And yeah, yeah. So, some uh, of them are no. like very eager to teach you. Like, weird I think I'm shit. just maybe described getting groomed, maybe and not knowing. <laughs> yeah, it all could. those guys are asking uh-huh. us if we know what hand jobs are. <laughs> No, but I don't. I don't mean to dismiss anything of your experience, but yeah, no, that that is like a thing that like happens. <laughs> like, yeah, it's not. It's not great. Uh, yeah. No, but it was all just like uh, swears. And uh, unsupervised stuff. adolescence can be a very uh, strange and dark and weird. Uh, it was like where thing. everybody learned to swear mostly. Yeah, yeah. That that's the main takeaway I had. Like, uh, I, I mean, like the most innocuous, not innocuous. The the the. The, the worst thing that we've had happen uh, was uh, a patrol got kicked. It was my first year and a patrol got kicked out. One had like a, a bathing suit magazine. <laughs> One had like a swimsuit <laughs> magazine. Like it wasn't like anything a like too- catalog. <laughs> yeah. Right. And, and, and like, uh, and then uh, after they had that confiscated, another kid like lit his pillow on fire. <laughs> and so, like, the, the same whole, kid. He was so mad. That the whole patrol. <laughs> Yeah, he, he was so sexy. Bikinis. Well, he was so se- <laughs> he was so sexually frustrated that he just let his pillow. That's hilarious. What was the mag? Was it just like an SI swimsuit? I think so. What yeah. a pimp! Because that- like it was something. It was something where like I- I'm thinking like back in the d- day I was like, oh my god, like yeah. you know. But like now I'm just like, what? Uh, okay, well You're you know. Cool. Like, I had I had like AOL like parental controls on the on the family computer. Mm-hmm. And so, like, the wildest thing I could see was I, I would type AOL keyword swimsuit. And I could, like, <laughs> see the SI swimsuit page. 
Right. And you know, like that was that was like the wildest thing I could I could see on the computer. Uh, I couldn't. That's really why journalism go. is dying, man. I will say, <laughs> yeah. I yeah, will democracy say, democracy dies in darkness. <laughs> I will say, my first year at Boy Scout camp, um, the adults had to pull me aside, and <laughs> I think I was talking about like fireworks with a friend, and someone's mom overheard me talking, and for some reason assumed that I was saying that I had fireworks at the oh camp. Oh my gosh! So. Two the two scoutmasters had to pull me aside and say like, "We have to search your tent uh, because uh, someone reported that you had explosives <laughs> and fireworks in your." And I was like, "I have a big family bag of chips. Yeah. Like, that's 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 it." Uh, but yeah, yeah that was. Uh, they heard you talking about fireworks. Yeah, exactly. Was, just because oh, I was I, like, "Oh, fireworks are cool." The the. Uh, <laughs> Looping back to the the bikini magazine, uh, I did I did just remember in fourth grade, uh, I we lived in like the St. Louis suburbs, and if you went to a St. Louis Rams game, you could fi- they they sold this one magazine where it was like the oh, St. I Louis re- Rams <laughs> cheerleaders, <laughs> and I would like I remember one kid one kid went and like he got one and we passed it around for like a month. <laughs> Or just, just like, just like cheerleader, damn, the, not even like, bikinis. You want to see cheerleaders wear bikinis? No, they were wearing bikinis. Okay, that, that's what's that up was, then. That's what's up. Yeah. Um, I just remembered a a weird thing that's like maybe indicative of my personality, but I um, parental controls wise, we got the internet late. I don't know how old I was, but I, we got it way after everybody else. And I set up AOL for my family, and my mom was sitting next to me while I set up AOL for her and made everybody's accounts. And I gave myself parental controls, like while she watched. I remember thinking about it and being <laughs> oh, like, "Oh wow, look, I'm gonna make it lukewarm, but I just gotta be <laughs> honest here. Like, I'm not gonna. I don't know why I did that, but here, the loophole is that I knew her password, so I would just go on hers. But I like, oh, but damn. I remember like it weighing on me heavily in the moment, and I'm like. I think I should give myself teen parental controls. And I like clicked it. She was watching me to see what I would I do. Mean, yeah, it's self preservation. But I could have definitely just given I, myself no parental controls. I remember the internet access that I was given or allotted uh, was first time. I think I was in like third or fourth grade. And uh, I was allowed to use my mom's email to uh, iMessage my cousin, who was the same age as me. And we just talked. I was like, what are you up to? What did you have for dinner? <laughs> just like, we, so we basically had a, a, a pen pal. Your childhood sounds uh, so pure. I envy this greatly. Oh, I mean, Corey, Corey is an angel. Yeah. Corey this is, is like, like, dude, and even your so, scout experience sounds pure. Thanks, dude. <laughs> yeah, like well, I don't. I I feel like I I like rarely have ever heard you curse. That's wonderful. I curse quite a bit. Um, Say a curse, Brendan, Say a cor- uh, curse. Oh, I'm going to need a suggestion here. Um, <laughs> Just say ass or something. Ass. <laughs> ass, you had me ass. <laughs> oh, this, I said ass. this. I remember this interaction so well in fucking sixth grade. Like I did not curse as a as a child, and I I, I curse way too much as, as an as an adult. I think I, I I would love to be less of a vulgarian, mm-hmm. but I I do remember in sixth grade, Holy Family Catholic Academy, Honolulu, Hawaii. I remember this one kid, Joseph. 
He everybody started cursing in sixth grade. I did not. I waited until seventh. I was like, <laughs> we're still in elementary. I'm holding on to my innocence. I'm not gonna curse yet. I'm not gonna curse. We're still in sixth grade. I'm waiting. I'm waiting for seventh grade. This is the seventh you grade. I was like, I was still like, <laughs> yeah, I was still a little, you know, on the fence. Use the PA. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, sixth grade, this kid came up to me. He was like, dude, Brandon, just, just say, say fuck, say fuck. And like, I, I remember like looking around and then I just kind of like whispered like, uh, fuck. <laughs> and he was like, hell yes, yes. Yeah. Brandon, Brandon cussed. <laughs> You know, and yeah. I mean, oh, that's that's that, that definitely. Now I'm thinking about like a lot of that era where like I I don't know if I've talked about this before, but I remember one time in sixth grade walking the halls and like I you know having like an unwanted thought where I was like, oh, what if God is gay? <laughs> and I, was, I immediately was like, fuck, oh no, God can hear my thoughts, <laughs> no. And so I I. T- like momentarily was like hmm what if god is a gay guy and then immediately i'm like fuck god i'm so sorry i know you're not gay i'm so sorry god because <laughs> i go just to the bathroom could- and make yourself throw up <laughs> yeah i thought he could like hear my thoughts i've had that too brand when i was growing up like anytime yeah. like i had like a like a thought like that or like something just like generally inappropriate just being like Doing like a doing a low prayer in my head, just being like, "I'm sorry, God, I don't know how to do this." Like you know, just like uh, just, there was one time I made a thought. I had a thought in my head. I'm like, if there was a demon in my room. Would I make a deal with it? And then I then I like was in my bed when that happened, and I tried to like I tried to like pray to sleep and just like to try to like protect myself and be like i'm sorry god i submit myself to you just like oh my god i just remember in second grade this kid on the bus so he'll taught me what the middle finger was oh yeah but he told me you should always point it downward so that it hits the devil and not oh, god and I, wow. I would do that for like a year after like i will say laser. also like when it so a, a thing with like if you don't hear me like curse a lot um i think like learning inappropriate words the only person i had to bounce that off of is my mom oh yeah so like anytime i learned (laughs) it i got yelled at like they're like words that like i just didn't know so like in in sixth grade i learned i i heard what the word douchebag was oh boy and and i heard it i heard the word like within like a, a story where something funny happened that had nothing to do with the word, but the kid said douchebag. And I retold it to my mom and my mom stopped the car and she goes like, do you know what a douchebag really is? And it's just like, and like I, I, I then learned what it, the purpose of a douchebag was. Um, How did she describe it? Uh, that it's something uh, women stick up their vaginas to clean I, up. I got a similar explanation because I it took me a long time to catch on to that one. And I think I looked it up yeah. on AOL and it like... I still didn't get it. Dude, I didn't know any of the mechanisms that it was related to either. I was like, what? Clean? Like, huh? I don't know. Like, it just took me a while. Yeah, that what? I, finally, a parent explained it, and I still didn't get it. I was like, all right. Well, what, a parent? Yeah, one of them probably did. <laughs> a Boy Scout dad. <laughs> one of mine. One yeah, of yours? One of mine. It's a merit badge requirement. <laughs> yeah, the douchebag merit badge. 
Um, um, but that is like that is like a horrifying thing when like a parent like really tries to break it down and make it like an educational moment oh, for I, you, and you're just like, oh my god! Like I just wanted to laugh about this word. No, I know parents I are so fucking bad at bad at that. What's you know, up? Like, oh, I just said parents are like so bad at that. Like, I just remember like here, like I think I repeated something somebody said at school about sex and then Mm my my like when when we had like the talk my dad was like my dad was giving me the sex talk and i just remember him using the phrase milky fluid oh god (laughs) and it's like that's not i don't need to know that i don't need to know you shouldn't use that that phrase yeah i I'm resisting going down the tangent that I'm thinking about going down, but I'll no, I'll, don't, I'll, don't I'll, I'll I'll piggyback off of Brandon's thing. I learned about uh, reproduction fairly early in life because my parents uh, breed dogs. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. So, so like I learned about point. like you know the birds and the bees uh, ever since I was pretty much younger. But I learned, but I thought humans for the longest time had mating seasons, <laughs> 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 much like animals. <laughs> So for a long time, I thought I was like, I thought I knew what I was saying by like, oh yeah, it must be a mating season. <laughs> must be mating season. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Everyone's going into You were 17 years old <laughs> saying that. <laughs> um, that that would be Damn. hilarious if, uh, I mean, I, I would be in favor of that. You weren't horny for most of the year, but then like summer yeah, comes around. Would be save it, if we could just save it for summer. You get to then... wear a uniform, you have mating season i think this would be the perfect world for humans we're just describing it. a I dystopia really, i agree brandon i think we're figuring out a campaign platform <laughs> that's true <laughs> everybody wear a uniform you only fuck in the summer you take a pill <laughs> but this is what i wanted to come emotions. on to the pod to talk about is with november coming up uh the supreme court is uh at risk and we need to in these institutions <laughs> And if we can oh, just, man. um, man, Ugh. yeah, I'm not going to go into my reproductive, uh, cringe memories, but that, why, why not? Just cause they're so specific. Well, I've, I don't remember. You can always take it out. Yeah, I guess. Um, workshop. You already have to cut out that one. I, <laughs> I mean, I remember it being, ex- I, 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 do, I I'm not sure whether I want to take out me, uh, my response to you to your trauma jack i'm very sorry oh if I no as dismissive i didn't of that i did no, not no, get molested no. in the boy don't, scouts don't okay cut that. okay cool. but yeah as Mark, far as i, I know, thought it was weird i don't know we'll, like, we'll, we'll cut this Thanks, this Brandon. part specifically no i think this is good i you know we're getting you know the audience gets to hear uh us being nice to each other checking in just four men you know checking in on each other you guys emotions. have enough water well, we're just men who are just trying to navigate the uh, torrential channels of masculinity. It's something we all have yeah. to do. You know, we we need to be leaders. I, mean, I, I was a Boy Scout. They taught me I needed to be a leader um, and live by example and teach the youth. You know, that's the thing. Teach the youth how to swear and fight. <laughs> by the way, we got in fights. I think I'm sure I've told it on pod and I'll keep this one very brief. But like the weirdest one was during a winter camp out and like. This other troop, there, there was a bunch of troops on this giant winter camp out, and me and my friend were building a snowman out in the mm-hmm. snow to, alone, but our whole troop was in a cabin, 
like a hundred dudes, like thirteen year old boys, and like we got like attacked yeah. by some other troop, like overwhelmed with like snowballs and like ice, like throwing ice at us, and we like were they throwing it like through like were they throwing it at your no cabin? at me and my friend it, it was like, like all of a sudden it was like forty oh, okay. on two, and I was like and we like booked it but like my friend like I don't know where he ran but I basically like I went to get our uh our troop as backup because we were like getting attacked by these older mystery kids and like <laughs> that escalated to like an hour later we're in like a 100 person like bloody fist fight in the snow like out in the woods like troop oh first God. troop oh holy like shit. a absolute like gauntlet and it was very like that was probably the first like real fight where i was like people were hitting me and stuff i mean i didn't get interesting and it was like we just uh, so weird and then we went back afterwards we, like it finished I, we won like our troop won it was like literally so many people it was insane and we were in the woods and then we went back and like had to eat our weird boy scout dinner and like the parents never knew <laughs> Some kid only ate like cheese. It's the whole trip. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, I, what's the weird I, Boy Scout food? Like where you they give you potatoes and MREs like beef and stuff and tinfoil and you like throw it on top of a fire and like. Yeah, you oh got to make. Does not seem good, yeah. safe. Oh, I definitely, I, I, I definitely wolfed down a couple MREs back in the day mm-hmm. on a on an Air Force base because my my dad brought it home once and was like, "Hey, son, you want to see what troops eat?" <laughs> Oh boy! I like. I hate this every day at work. Damn, this is awesome. (laughs) I will. I will say we never had like. You think it's awesome? Yeah, I thought it was really really cool because it's like. Yeah, I I thought it was like, like because when you're a kid, you like eat like you go to you go on a field trip and then you're like, oh, let's get astronaut ice cream and shit Mm -hmm. like that, and so like it was the same thing where you're like cosplaying as a grown man. And just eating shitty food that tastes bad. Troops got it made. Like that's what they're saying when they need to increase the uh, the military budget. Is more MREs, yeah, we need better ones. More MREs. Whole Foods, Whole Foods um, quality MREs. I will say we didn't have many inter-troop battles. I will say most of the fights happened among like very close friends, uh, like the aforementioned story. Um, my, my friend who I'm very close with, in fact, I'm going to be best man at his wedding. Uh, he shot me with a homemade bow and arrow once. <laughs> that sounds very boy <laughs> still has, like, I still have the scar oh on my, my knee. God. Jesus Christ. But yeah. Yeah, no, it, it can be very, uh, Lord of the Flies. Yeah, there. ours, I remember the fist fight was escalated because I didn't go, I was the one who went and got the troops and, um, or the troop. And, <laughs> uh, but, uh, I, you were the I thought we were going to retaliate with like exactly. I thought we were going to retaliate with snowballs, and like immediately the older kids were like, "They're bored," I think, and they're like, <laughs> "I have a like, gun. Let's fucking go. Let's fucking go." And it just went. Like <laughs> an example. Yeah. I just remember it, the weight of it was really heavy because I sparked it, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was very. I mean, it was fun at the time. I'm like, yeah, we fucking kicked their ass. <laughs> 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 It is really, it is really amazing how amped up as a young boy you can get, and like just wrapped up in like that type of like the fantasy. Of oh, violence. it was just so weird. It was really because I was really scared. They like popped out of nowhere and like attacked us. We were out in like in the middle of a field. Um, boy Scouts is weird, but like I didn't tell that story to be like, yeah, when I was a kid, me and my friends won a fight. But uh, 
no, no, no. <laughs> but it yeah, was yeah, like yeah. the memory sticks out to me as like the parents like I got shot like you know, a pig. They didn't they didn't like know that that happened. And then we just like went back and it was just like the that happened right in front of them but they didn't know. And it was just like this weird day that was never addressed. And like I don't think the troop talk we couldn't talk about it either. Like cuz we were around the leaders then. We were like, "All right, back to normal." After this I'm- I think as long as no one's like seriously hurt, they'll just be like, "All right, whatever." Yeah, probably- yeah you just have your you come to blows, and then you just yeah. And go then back. yeah, oh yeah, I was always taught no blood, no foul. That was always the. Learn that from a Nike shirt. Yeah, it is like an and <laughs> one that? shirt. Did you learn that from a Nike T-shirt? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was. I was. Yeah, I learned uh, all of my. Uh, yeah, all all of my my moral code is based off of a series of and one. Shirts about uh, yeah. Oh gray and one man is your biggest goal. <laughs> Brandon has like false yeah, memories wear... of him. Like, yeah, this my basketball <laughs> coach. This guy was like twelve feet tall. He was like fully gray, only wore basketball shorts. He really taught me a lot about what it's like to be a man. Yeah. The biggest influence in my life is uh, uh the silhouette of a man saying, "Keep up with my shadow." Yeah, you know, my my friend used to say, "Stop pinching yourself." The nightmare. Is real. <laughs> I'm the bus driver. I'm taking you to school. <laughs> I think Brendan, Brendan, and I have exchanged a couple like and one child photos, like of ourselves, not just oh, like yeah. not not other children wearing and one. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, check out these yeah. cool kids. <laughs> these guys are awesome. I wish they made this shit for adults, man. God. Did you grow up with this guy? <laughs> I mean, that's the funniest part about that that brand is like it was like a, a really aggressive like urban quote unquote uh like street hoops brand you know with like these phrases yeah, we, and then i don't think we should have been wearing and one like no it is not I, for I us or it was not fubu i went through my old photos at my parents house uh the other week and i found a photo i posted this to instagram um of me sitting on the floor watching nickelodeon and I'm wearing like this like weird nylon long sleeve and one jersey and an NBA brand headband. Hell yeah! <laughs> just to watch like Jimmy oh, Neutron that's so or something. Funny. <laughs> I mean, it's like Allen Iverson type right. quotes on the back. Just like even not even like the yeah. AAVE thing. I don't know if the, any of the the shirts were like that, but the, just the sheer cockiness. And they would be on like a scrawny eight year old boy who probably. Oh, a lot of white boys in Allen yeah. Iverson jerseys yeah. for just sure. Like generic yeah. trash talk. It's just like yeah, just like extreme basketball confidence coming from uh this gray figure <laughs> on the shirt of a child. There's a great photo of me golfing in sixth grade with like and one shorts that are down to my ankles. I mean that sounds nice. <laughs> That's I just remember golf. I played on I played on the travel team when I was in fourth grade and one of the kids, his dad worked for Adidas. So every kid on the team, he gave us uh, like customized uh, sweatsuits. Oh, like wow. long sleeve sweatsuit, long sleeve pants, and like the new T Mac shoes. <laughs> so it was this team of just ten year olds dressed out and like unreleased That's Adidas. So shit. pimp, honestly. I mean, that is like really I literally am when I was jealous. eight years old. I liked wearing bathrobes a lot. So <laughs> <I got> my- <laughs> So I got my own green custom-made bathrobe. Was it monogram? Huh? It might have been. No, I don't think it was. Um, 
and then I would I would just aim my friends on my mom's email. <laughs> uh, I, I'd slick my hair back. I felt I felt like a, a luxury man. That's all I do. <laughs> luxury man. I, I was like, this is my idea of a luxury man. Boys, <laughs> talking talking to cousins I've never met online <laughs> while wearing a bathrobe. Before before we go on another tangent, I mean. The the clock is ticking, uh, getting close to the end of this episode. But do you have any more Branchburg related stories you wanted to tell? Because I know you said you had some in the hopper. We heard the Boy Scouts, but do you have anything else you want to get out before we uh, we go away? Um, sure. we could talk about some experience that Brennan and I both shared as far as like in high school. Oh, please. Like, I know. School, right? this is- yeah, middle school and high school. I know for a fact. Like, I I think our uh school district uh will go toe-to-toe with any other uh, school district as far as having like the most like uh the dumbest bomb mm-hmm. threats go on <laughs> Corey, should we tell the one for middle school yeah of course of <laughs> course you know, we you know that one best. um so uh we had uh we we had a few bad kids like uh, well every I guess grade doesn't, but our, our, one of our, one of the kids are on the bottom of a tissue box. Um, a missile is heading towards Branchburg middle school as we speak. Uh, a la la la, uh, praise, praise Allah. And then he wrote, uh, the class presence name who was Indian. Oh my on it. God. Like just God. a very racist, like, uh, uh, but, but, the thing they took it most as was a bomb threat, oh my God. but they didn't have us evacuate the building. They just all put us in the gymnasium and were just yelling at us, going like, oh, rock bass, and just like, fine. <laughs> and the kid who did it immediately fessed up. He was like, it was me. He was like, so proud of it. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, that's definitely uh, one of the dumbest. A missile is a really funny bomb um, threat. Like, to receive that. And to think, and it's like in a kid's writing too. Yeah, it's a it's in a kid's <laughs> oh, no, writing. I it's a flying. It's a surface-to-air <laughs> yeah. missile. Or air, it's like, yeah. Well, I, well, I think like control. Well, I think at the top of the issue of the tissue box was like a fake button where it says press this button, then turn over the box, and then it had. <laughs> so someone did that and then turn it over. So I guess someone thought because they pressed the button. Oh my god, that's was hilarious! Coming. It's so funny to like lie about uh, a bomb threat or whatever like when you know you don't you don't know anything about missiles or fucking whatever it's like right it's like calling like it's like uh it's like being like oh don't don't come to school tomorrow i'm gonna bring a yeah. bazooka which is <laughs> yeah. like literally I, probably Corey and i were just talking about this recently because it would happen a lot in high school and they would make us walk like a mile away from the school and just the thought of like what would happen if the bomb threat was real <laughs> and you were like a child who turned around and all of a sudden there was a mushroom cloud <laughs> where your, your school used to be. How would you go through the rest of your life? I lunch. <laughs> um, I, I, yeah. Also during those bomb threats, like they'd make us walk a block and then like, then like 10 minutes later after like just standing there they'd make us walk another block like as if the bomb grew (laughs) (laughs) okay the blast radius has expanded yeah like like the teacher was trying to get a read on how much this bomb could explode (laughs) (laughs) 
like an like little like one to that would like take down a whole fucking building. <laughs> the missile. I personally like the missile. Um, what do you know? What happened to the guy who wrote that racist bomb threat? Yeah, I saw him at. A, I think he still lives in Branchburg. I saw him at a township really? meeting. Really? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. I'm like not joking. That that is 100 trying serious. to report a missile. Another yeah. missile. <laughs> but it's Antifa. I'm serious it's, yeah. this time. It's still coming. It's the yeah. same one. <laughs> it's honestly, I didn't say it was fired. Uh, you know, from a plane. It's being shipped. It's, they're walking it over. <laughs> it was. It was a no. It was. It was a 12 year countdown. And uh, yeah, exactly. Um, so ours was. I mean, I don't know if you guys have more bomb threat stories that I'm interrupting, but. We ours was more like um, a bunch of people would get like this is post Columbine like sort of fresh I think uh, you know everybody's really paranoid and like anything you would do that seemed like a threat you would get like expelled for I remember um, kids would like draw everybody drew like the school on fire you know obviously that's like what you did if you had a bad day at school <laughs> be like I'm gonna the school on fire and like. Uh, and Michael Jordan's going to come pick me up in a convertible and drive me. <laughs> and like so many kids drew similar pictures and would get like huge suspensions. And like, I think a kid got expelled for drawing that, but we thought we're lying about Michael yeah, we, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Is he really coming? Yes or no? <laughs> I need to know as, as the principal's like fixing his hair. I, uh, I, I could name, I'm not going to do it on pod. But, like, I could name three kids from memory right now who got suspended for drawing the school on fire in middle school. (laughs) Um, Just right now. And that's, like, the ones I could remember and know what they're doing now. And that's, like, there's probably even more than that. But I remember just people getting, like, kicked out willy-nilly for that, basically. No bomb threats, though, I don't think. Damn. The Michael Jordan thing just reminded me. Did you have any, like, fantasy friendships when you were in elementary school? Because I specifically remember... Being in when I was in the St. Louis suburbs at Scott Air Force Base in Illinois, because I was like I had visited the Arch a couple times. I I was like, oh yeah, I'm 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 a local, and it was when Nelly was big. Oh my god! And <laughs> I had this like private aspiration where you know I'd be like watching TRL in my and one shorts that were down to my fucking ankles, <laughs> like watching Nelly. Watching country grammar, <laughs> and I remember privately thinking, like, I'm gonna become one of the Saint Lunatics. <laughs> Brady, Brady, you have no idea how much I was hoping for you to say that you were like becoming imaginary friends with the Ark. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say that too. Yeah. But Brandon, oh, Brandon, God. Brandon, would you ever put the Band-Aid on your face to see what it looked oh, like? Oh, absolutely. I would do that. Yeah. Never like out and about, but it was definitely something. Privately I would in do the that. bathroom. Yeah, I would lock the, the bathroom. The flesh-colored ones, though, too. I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I would lock the bathroom. My mom would like be banging on the door, like, "Brandon, are you are you putting a Band-Aid <laughs> on your face and pretending to be Nelly?" And I'm like, "Uh, no, I'm I'm just jacking off." <laughs> In sixth or seventh grade, we had to read The Outsiders, and immediately after reading like two chapters, I tried rolling up a post-it note and smoking Hell it. Hell yeah! <laughs> you were in a coma for two weeks after that. <laughs> just, it just totally laid out. Oh yeah, one time, one time, my family had like a bunch of friends over, and uh, I was in the, I was watching Good Burger in my room, 
and uh, Kel like puts two peas in his nose. He he puts two grapes in his nose, and I didn't have any. And he's like being silly, and I thought Kel was very funny at the time. I Kel was like the epitome of comedy to me at the time. What's Kel up to now? We checked it on. I don't know. Him. I think he's like a Christian. No, he's he's back in comedy. We we talked about it on Pod. I just can't remember what it was. I'll re- I'll, I'll look this up. He's like on some other Nicola some he's new on Nickelodeon XL show. <laughs> a new cast member. And yeah, I do know he does like club appearances. He did this one club where it was like Orange Soda Night with Kel Mitchell, and uh, I remember seeing that flyer. But. Yeah, back in the day, back in the day, as a I'm child, I'm no longer like, that character. I'd like to say, <laughs> I yeah, I suck. I suck two peas up my nose, and they got stuck, and I had to like interrupt my parents' dinner party, uh, because their friends were like doctors. Oh my god! I remember sticking a dime up my nose before school one day, and my mom being really mad as she had to take the tweezers and remove it from. I don't remember oh, why. Yeah. I did they, it. they pulled the tweezers out. Oh, yeah. I was crying with peas in my nose. <laughs> I Come to think of it, I don't think they needed to be doctors. <laughs> you should have been able to just shoot them out of your nose if like, you clenched real hard. I know. I was, uh, you know, I was naive. I remember being at a uh, camp and uh, there was a guy who was playing acoustic guitar for us. And in the middle of it, there was like this beef or this fly flying around. And it landed on a kid who, for some reason, had his shirt up, and the fly apparently <laughs> kept <laughs> the fly like uh, was apparently crawling into his belly button, and he was like shrieking <laughs> that like it got stuck. And so all of like the parents like were huddled around this kid shrieking as this guy was trying to play like guitar, <laughs> like all these kids like trying to sing all these Christian songs. And one of the memories I had was just like, as this guy was trying to keep the kid's attention as like their friend was like shrieking and flailing on the ground were the parents like trying to drag them into a cab, the kid into a cabin to like basically like operate on him <laughs> while this guy was just strumming like C chord, G chord, D chord, A chord. <laughs> Oh God! Oh God! Well, boys, mm. on that note, I mean, we've been going for a while. I think we should probably wrap this one up. But um, please, yeah, get a real strong plug off for Branchburg. Oh yeah, season two starts October first. Produced by Adult Swim and Absolutely Productions, and it'll be on for the next ten Thursdays. We have uh, special surprise guests each week that uh, we hope that you really enjoy. The Some episodes of are guests of this pod. Yeah, but not us. Oh interestingly enough, uh, um, no, hmm. no. <laughs> so narrows it down a bit. Um, <laughs> uh, the episodes are a little bit longer. Uh, they're about sixteen to twenty minutes, and uh, yeah. Uh, Brendan, would you agree that it's uh, the best uh, season so far? I don't know. Uh, okay. <laughs> well, no, I, I would agree. I think we we tried very hard, and I think we made something we're very proud of. And if you were a fan of the first season, I think you will believe this to be better. That's what's up. God bless you uh, all, yeah. and may you listen to many podcasts in your life. This is Branchburg. Yeah, thank two. you guys for coming on. Thank, thank you, you so guys. much for having us. From Absolutely Productions. This is now the sixth reported stolen chimney in Branchburg this past month. I'm the astronaut. 
of Branchburg. I am the proud owner of the Branchburg Butcher Shop. I decided to enter Branchburg Firehouse through a window. The legendary Branchburg Goblin. I am Mayor Barbara the Fridge Braskin. Hey, what are you guys doing over there? We beating up somebody? 7K in debt because I got my ears pierced at the hospital. We will send him the town's largest shovel. I gotta get to the library. We should be bombing Long Island. Get off your ass and help us. I'm not sure what the point of this award would be if we didn't give it to the teacher who taught a bunch of students how to fly a goddamn airplane. This is Branchburg with Brendan and Corey. Season two begins October 1st.